94% of COVID deaths in the U.S. include comorbid factors. Why are they not talking about vitamin D? The pharmaceutical companies and the World Health Organization and the CDC is very, they're, they're all very, very connected together. Loneliness is worse for your health than eating fast food french fries and actually worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am Dr. Josh Axe. I'm a graduate of Johns Hopkins University. I'm the founder of Ancient Nutrition and Leaders.com. And in this episode, which is one of the most important episodes I've ever released, I'll be covering the 10 lessons we learned from the COVID pandemic. And I'm gonna be going through certain information about how to fight viruses and COVID in the future. In fact, there's some clinical studies on the key nutrients and herbs that help with just that. But also there are incredible principles that you wanna grab a hold of so you know what to do in the future. I'm also going to expose some of the lies to make sure that nobody falls for those in the future. And here's the main point. We need to learn the lessons from COVID if we're going to avoid making the same mistakes in the future. And here is the first lesson. Lesson number one, comorbidity should have been the main focus during COVID. Now, here's what comorbidity is. It is when you have a pre-existing health condition uh, along with another condition, let's say you had COVID, but also you had a condition like diabetes or heart disease or cancer. And if you are one of those people, you are at a far greater risk of dying of anything uh, than somebody who doesn't have a pre-existing medical condition and that's healthy. Now listen to this stat, this is gonna blow your mind. According to the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, 94% of COVID deaths in the US include comorbid factors. And listen to this, 81% of people who died were over the age of 65 years old. And so if you are making decisions statistically based on not made up science or opinions, uh, that we often saw during the COVID outbreak, uh, here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, okay, 94% of people that we, we have an issue with, it's they're over the age of 65 and they have a pre-existing condition. So the people that fall into those categories, those are the people we, we need to be more conscious of that are at risk. Other people, their risk level is literally the same as if they just had a common cold, right? Just a common, you know, just the, com the, the common cold that we have every single season. And this is an important thing to understand because there's this narrative out there that, you know, kids and healthy athletes that were in college, everybody should be treated the same. And it's an absolutely false narrative. And so think about this, 94% of people. So if you are a, if you're in government or if you're a health official or if you're a physician, and you truly want to help somebody get healthy, you need to go to the root cause. And what happens is we have a sick care system today in medicine that says, no, we're just going to treat the symptom with a drug because there's a lot of money in the pharmaceutical industry. And that's sort of where they stop versus if you have somebody who has true wisdom, people that are wise, they're always going to go to the root cause of the situation because it's the only thing that actually fixes the problem. And so if you're operating as a doctor and I'm, I'm a physician and I took a Hippocratic oath and I'm thinking in this same manner of the root cause, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, almost everyone that's dying, 94%, 
they've got a medical condition like diabetes or heart disease or auto an immune issue, something like that. And when you look at the statistics, most of those conditions, by the way, the number one thing that puts someone at risk uh, in terms of a comorbidity was obesity, someone being overweight. And so what you find based on the data is it's a lifestyle condition. It's lifestyle. Okay, so we know via diet and exercise and stress reduction and some of those natural practices, we're greatly going to reduce the risk. So if those in charge would have actually looked at the studies and the actual data and the science as I did and a few other doctors did, they would have gone and said, listen, hey, here's the actual thing we need to do right now. We need to take anyone over the age of 65 and anyone with a pre-existing condition, and we have got to do things to help them lose weight, okay, so fight obesity. We need to help diabetics using food and supplements get their blood sugar under control. We have to have help people with heart disease, lower their blood pressure, balance their cholesterol via reducing inflammation. Let's use food. Let's use uh, recommended exercise, those sort of things. Let's take some of these dollars, these billions and billions of dollars, if not trillions, we put into uh, you know, the manufacturing of other things, chemicals and drugs and those sort of things. Let's actually create vitamins and supplements for people to take and do an education campaign because here's what's going to happen. Not only are we going to reduce the risk of these people dying of COVID, we're actually going to lengthen their life because we're going to help them reverse diabetes. We're going to help them lose weight. We're going to help reverse their heart disease. And so they could have not only helped one thing, they could have actually helped lengthen the life of these people. But too many people in government and health officials are short-sighted and don't have true wisdom of what to do because partly they ignored people like myself and others in the natural medicine community. So that's lesson number one, is that if you truly want to fix a problem, you've got to go to the root cause. And in this case, comorbidity and lifestyle-based conditions were the biggest issue at hand. And hey, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on that first point I just made? Lesson number two, your diet matters. Studies showed, listen to this, several medical studies showed that vitamin D and zinc were key to fighting COVID. In fact, one study said that vitamin D deficiency equals a, a greater chance of developing severe COVID cases and death. There's a study showing vitamin D, the probably the most important nutrient for fighting COVID uh, if you were deficient in it. And, and so again, this is something the government and health officials should have talked about, and they still didn't. I want to ask the question, why are they not talking about vitamin D? Why isn't the government, why isn't the CDC, why isn't the World Health Organization, why are they not promoting and talking about vitamin D constantly? Because it was shown in the clinical studies to actually help COVID. Well, you don't hear about it because, listen, the reality is the pharmaceutical companies and the World Health Organization and the CDC is very, they're, they're all very, very connected together uh, in terms of they're benefiting from selling pharmaceuticals and shots, not from vitamins and supplements and from promoting healthy diets and walking and lifestyle uh, and those sort of natural therapies. By the way, there's another study done on zinc. And zinc uh, it was shown to be protective against COVID also since it supports antiviral immunity and reduces inflammation. So zinc was the other key nutrient shown in clinical studies 
to help fight COVID. Vitamin D, 5,000 I use one to two times daily. Zinc, 30 milligrams once to twice daily. Those are those key nutrients. And even now, these are things that you can be taking to prevent your risk of a number of immune issues. And also getting blood work, you can take a vitamin D test to test your vitamin D levels. You can take a micronutrient test or an organic acids test. It will tell you your levels of zinc, including other vitamins that may put you at risk. And so lesson number two is your nutrient levels in your body matter and your diet matters. Now, I got to tell you a quick, i uh, give you a quick story with this. I, right when COVID br- uh, broke out, I, 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 I started studying COVID, what it was doing as a virus. And I went on and did a podcast with actually Gabe and Rebecca Lyons. And I did this podcast and I, then I spoke in an event, really large national uh, uh, broadcasted internationally. And I spoke on what I believed was going to help COVID. And what I went through on there was I really went through, I, I, I hit on vitamin D, I hit on zinc, I hit on the comorbidity factors, including obesity and diabetes. I also went through the ideal diet, uh, you know, using herbs like ginger. There was a study on galangal. Uh, and and I, I went through this whole list of things, which was basically, you know, eat a lot of nutrient-dense foods, things like bone broth, a lot of herbs, a lot of vegetables, certain sort of fruits rich in vitamin C, medic- eat mushrooms, So I went through this whole protocol. Well, afterwards, I had a couple magazines uh, and journals uh, write an article saying that my lecture wasn't science-based. The the information that I had given was not based on science. And it sort of blew my mind because I did quote several medical studies uh, during that time, but they said it's not, they said my lecture wasn't medical based because it didn't line up with the current suggestions of CDC. And I didn't cover masking and a number of other things. It, it, it's absolutely insane when you look at, uh, you know, what is actually considered science today. I'm going to get into this in, in a minute, but just to say here, the big lesson is this, is that you're, even if somebody tells you your diet doesn't matter when it comes to your health, it's not true. Even if there's a study comes out, because some of these studies are biased, you've got to realize that we know whether it be just just in our own level of of, of con, our innate conscious, we know that what we eat matters. We know our lifestyle matters. We know these things make a difference. And so I was going based off not only studies, but also principles that have been around since the beginning of time. For instance, there's a Chinese medicine principle that if you want to strengthen your immune system, you need to eat foods that are light yellow in color. And the color of foods will tell you often what system of the body it supports. So we know, for example, that foods that are red tend to be good for heart health, right? We've seen this with uh, with um, beets. They boost nitric oxide in the body, and those are good for heart health. Lycopene, a, a, uh, a nutrient found in tomatoes, uh, has been shown to be good for heart health. And there, there's, a, there's a lot of these that we could go through. Well, foods that are light yellow are good for the immune system. Think about it. Chicken bone broth, that's yellow. Garlic, onion, ginger, miso, uh, sauerkraut. All of these foods are this light yellow color. And so they tend to be very effective for the immune system. So I share this during the lecture, not only the science, but also some of these ancient principles that have been around since the beginning of time in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. And so I was called unscientific for all this going back. Listen, trust your gut in this. You know that the that your diet and your nutrient levels makes a significant difference in your health and fighting viruses almost no matter what the issue 
is or the invading pathogen is. Lesson number three, lockdowns were ineffective. Researchers at my alma mater, Johns Hopkins University, found that lockdowns in the United States and Europe did almost nothing to reduce deaths from COVID. According to Dr. Ari Jaffe, uh, he is a, a Canadian infectious disease expert. Here, here's what he said. He said, the cost of lockdowns are at least 10 times higher than the benefits. That is, lockdowns cause far more harm to the population and well-being than COVID-19 can. And, and here, here's the big thing. This is really where wisdom comes into play. And I'm going to hit on this again in a little bit. But this is what wisdom is. Wisdom is understanding trade-offs. Okay, if you're going to lock everyone in their house and make them wear masks all the time, okay, you might be reducing the risk uh, by of something by a half a percentage, okay? And it, it didn't even show to do that, by the way. It showed to be minuscule. But what are the side effects? Okay, so let's say you could reduce the risk of something by 1%. But what if now you're increasing the risk of mental health issues and other things by 10 times, so now those deaths far outweigh the deaths of this other thing, right? That's where wisdom comes into play. And people that don't have wisdom, they don't consider the trade-offs. They don't weigh the options. I mean, this is an ancient principle. Any sort of wise philosopher uh, or uh, scientist throughout the history of the world, they understand how to sit back and, and, and look at the big picture and weigh the trade-offs. This didn't happen. And so the reality is that lockdowns didn't work. Here's what we found based on the medical evidence. COVID lockdowns caused suicide, alcohol use, drug abuse, mental health issues, feelings of isolation, loneliness, anxiety, depression, and stress due to the loss of business and major economic turmoil, those were, those, were, those were many of the side effects. We also saw uh, some other things related to that. This would be related to something else, but even issues like, we, this is actually a separate thing, myocarditis, but the lockdowns were very connected to, again, suicide, alcohol, drug abuse, mental health issues, all increased dramatically. Another study was done, by the way, on, uh, this is what they found, listen to this. Another study projected that 65,000 lives were lost each month of the lockdowns in the U.S. The lives were lost because of suicide, alcohol, drug abuse, and emotional stress. Do you know that emotional stress, there's a, there's a study from many years ago, and it said 80% of doctor's visits today are stress-related. And so the stress of ha having to be locked in your home and looking at Everything from CNN to Fox News and having this, the death toll increasing, and we seeing this online and all, all of those things together, it's estimated 65,000 people in the U.S. alone just died just from the stress and the unhealthy lifestyle of suicide, alcohol, and drug abuse, uh, drug abuse due to this approach. Now, here's the big thing you want to look at post an issue like this. You, you want to be, you want to do a, a comparison. Okay. The study that the countries that most locked down, how, how what were the outcomes versus the countries that had the least amount of lockdowns? Well, we fortunately have an example of this with Sweden. In Sweden, they tried a different approach. They had no lockdowns at all, and they only had their only focus was on protecting the elderly. After a two-year study, they found that Sweden had one of the lowest 
excess mortality rates in all of Europe. A report from the Kaiser Family Foundation discovered that Sweden had no excess mortality deaths in 2020 for those under 75. So we're actually seeing that Sweden outperformed most other countries and they had no lockdowns whatsoever. So we actually see now that all of the lockdowns, all of the masking, all of the shot, all of those things that happened, they didn't benefit. In fact, the, 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 uh, as the saying goes, uh, the treatment is worse than the disease itself. And that's what happened. Lesson number four, masking is mostly ineffective. You know, we never followed the science when it came to masking. I remember reading another Johns Hopkins study uh, when, uh, when, when the masking was, was early on and it's saying that it, it, was, it, was, it was ineffective at, at the spread of COVID. And listen, now we have this, we have, we have a study that reviewed 78 different studies. Okay, so this isn't one study. This was, a, this was a review that looked at 78 studies on masking during the pandemic only. And here's what the author said about the findings. They said, wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of influenza-like illnesses, including COVID-19 illness compared to not wearing masks at all. This study, here's what they did find in the study though. Washing your hands was more effective at stopping COVID from spreading than masks. Washing your hands. I actually saw another study that might have been part of this, uh, one of these 78 studies that said masking actually might have made it worse because people were constantly touching their face to adjust their mask. And that's the way that things spread much more is by actually uh, not having your hands washed and touching your face constantly. And so that was actually the bigger thing that stopped the spread. Lesson number five, we need community. Through social distancing and self-quarantining, people became more isolated during the pandemic. And by the way, people also became more angry, more resentful, more suspect of one another. There is a lot of animosity and people on the left and the right politically uh, that that created an even greater divide and even greater hate towards one another. A 2020 study found that 36% of Americans felt lonely either frequently or almost all of the time. And 61% of the people, especially 18 to 25 year olds, fell into this category. So 18, so 61% of people between the ages of 18 and 25 felt incredibly lonely during this time. And by the way, there is there are studies that show that loneliness is worse for your health than eating a thing of fried fr- of 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 fast food french fries for your health and actually worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes. Isn't that crazy loneliness? If you're feeling lonely and isolated, it's worse for your health than smoking cigarettes and eating fast food. But yet this is what happened during the pandemic. And here's the crazy thing to me. There are people today that are still trying to do this right now as people continue to get the cold, the flu. We're going to see people continuing to push this in the future because they don't, they lack wisdom and they didn't learn their lesson. And it's actually out of pride. Many people today, government officials, medical experts, they have so much pride in a God complex that they don't want to admit they're wrong. So they're they're continuing on with the same narrative and they just will not believe it. They're so married to their 
uh, to their ideologies. And the last thing I'll say regarding community is it is so important for our health. As you go and if you would read the medical studies, and I think you realize this innately, human connection is important for our health. It was heartbreaking to me. I had my grandmother who passed away during this time, and she told my uncle and my father, she said, you know what? If I have to be alone like this, I don't want to live because she was in a assisted living home and wasn't able to, they didn't let her leave. Even though we actually asked if we could take her out legally, they would not let her come out. Even if we were going to have her come and live with us at home, it was absolutely crazy. Some of the control that we gave the government at this time, lesson number six, crisis reveals character. Now this is the biggest thing I want you to take away from this because it was my biggest takeaway during the pandemic. It's really important that you note who stood up and who fought against lies and falsehood and who demonstrated wise thinking. There's a great quote by Rollo Mays, a psychologist, and he said, the opposite of courage is not cowardice, it's conformity. So again, think about this. Courage is, tends to be standing up against the opposition. If you're just going with, with hey, whoever you think is going to be the most right in the popular opinion, you're a coward. That's what it says. If you just are saying to yourself, you know what, even if it's subconsciously, which it is with most people, they don't really, most people don't realize this. They are choosing what to believe based off what's popular. It's not based off what's truth. The great thinkers, the wisest people of all time, those with courage, they say, you know what, I don't care if it's popular or unpopular. The thing I care about is the truth. And there's a lot of sayings like this, that, you know, the truth will set you free. The truth will lead to the most abundant life possible. And you want to be married to that. You know, some of the people who dared to go against the consensus and the group think during COVID include people like Jordan Peterson, Dr. Robert Malone, Tucker Carlson, Ron DeSantis, Joe Rogan, Russell Brand. These are people who really stood up and said, hey, hey, hold on a minute here. Let's think logically about the big picture perspective during this time, you know, psychologists like Jordan Peterson really understood that, that the side effects related to what we were doing. And so it's important to know, you know, those people who were saying, uh, you, you know, um, you know, you have to lock down, you have to wear a mask, the Dr. Fauci's of the world, what they were saying versus the Joe Rogan's, the Jordan Peterson's, the, the free thinkers out there, there's a radical difference. And I'd encourage you, go towards those people that actually have character. And part of character is being people that are pursuers of the truth and who have integrity and also are willing to admit when they were wrong. One of the things I've really admired about someone like Tucker Carlson is he actually came out and he said, you know, I was wrong about this. It shows a lot of courage. It shows a lot of integrity where I was watching a show like The View the other day and they just, they won't admit they were wrong. Still today, it blows my mind. They won't admit they were wrong. And so it's important. Again, the lesson here is, is that crisis reveals character. Look at those people who spoke up, who were using wisdom, those people who, who have character even are willing to admit, admit they're wrong, follow those people in the future, the, the other people, don't follow them. Don't listen to them. You know they don't have real wisdom. Here's another thing to know, I think it's so important, is that science must be built on ethics. Here's what I mean. A lot of times people think, well, science is science. Well, no, science must be ba built on spirituality and ethics. Let me give you an example. In order for a scientific experiment to come out as true, you must have integrity, okay? You must have truth, 
You must have honor. You can't manipulate the study at all. And so if you're doing a study on, again, COVID and masking, you need to say, you know what? We're not going to try and tamper with the study at all. We just want to see what the science says and then make a decision based off the science. Well, what happens, and by the way, we see this frequently with pharmaceutical companies, that every single year a pharmaceutical company gets sued for lying in a study. And yet we still allow pharmaceutical companies to run their studies and to market to children and, 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 and run their ads on television. We're one of only two countries, US and New Zealand, who are allowed to do this. And so pharmaceutical companies, their science is not built on a bed of ethics and morality. And so it's an important thing. Most people don't get this. By the way, if you're, a, if you're philosophical and you really, you'll understand how critically important that is, is that most, many of these studies today are manipulated and you get false data. And, and by the way, there's a lot of doctors who stood up, a lot of doctors and researchers uh, who stood up during the pandemic and said, you know what, this isn't right. There's gonna be side effects here. We shouldn't use math. They, they came out and said these things and they were they lost their license and they were excommunicated from the medical community. I think even Jordan Peterson now this is based on something else. He's he's at risk of losing his license. I saw several medical doctors from Europe and the United States who are at risk of losing theirs. Even still today, it's absolutely crazy. So again, we want to follow these people that are courageous and wise. Lesson number 7. The lab leak is likely it was likely a lab leak we're seeing this now you know during the pandemic you weren't allowed to even theorize that it possibly could have been from a lab leak out of china or your account was banned on many social media channels now today most experts almost all of them are saying well we think it likely was we're almost certain of it that's what we're seeing and so again it's so important that you don't go along with the narrative listen most of us are very smart we can follow the rabbit trail. We can understand things like, for instance, did, did you know that the you know, governments came up with the word conspiracy theory in order to discredit people that were trying to expose the immoral behavior of government officials? So today you hear that person's a conspiracy theorist and it's like, oh, it somehow discredits them. But And by the way, there are people that, 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 that do this as well in the wrong direction. I see a lot of people on the far right who actually go in any little hint of anything, they take it all the way to the maximum and will say, well, there's every single government officials in on it and they're all out to get you. And that's, that's, that's not moral either. But then there's also people on the, tend to be on the far left. Now I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing who, who, who will, absolutely lie and promote crazy propaganda and call everyone a conspiracy theorist that's against any narrative whatsoever. And that's morally wrong as well. What you need to do is use wisdom, for instance, something like pharmaceutical companies and say, okay, um, is the best system for somebody with high cholesterol is the best thing to do or COVID is the best thing to do really to give them a drug? Is that the number one most beneficial thing for them in all of humanity? Should that be our number one approach? And you may say, well, no, it's not. Of course not. You know, it's taking vitamin D, it's taking zinc, it's eating a better diet, it's getting outside more, it's eating a healthier diet, it's walking, it's exercise. It's, it's all of those things. Meditation, there's studies on all of this, right? So that, that's the logical thing that I think most people would come to. Why don't we do that? Well, when I just try and think logically about it, 
It's the reason is, is that, well, we do a drug instead and we don't promote this at all because we don't want to interfere with drug sales uh, because pharmaceutical companies, it's a multi-billion, if not close to trillion, to trillion dollar industry. Now, listen, somebody can call me a conspiracy theorist for going down that rabbit trail of basically questioning the farm, people running pharmaceutical companies. I'm questioning their motives if it's more purely based on money or if it's based on truly helping cure disease and help people reach their optimal level of health, okay? Now you can call me or others a conspiracy theorist for that, but the reality is I just wanna encourage you, listen, be a pursuer of truth. Don't worry about the consequences. The greatest people of all time who live the most profound lives are those people that said, you know what, no matter what, I don't care if I'm crucified, I don't care if everyone turns against me, I don't care if I'm canceled, I will speak the truth no matter what. That's the Martin Luther King Juniors. That's the Socrates, even thousands of years ago. That's what these people, the wisest people and the most virtuous people in history did. And so again, that lesson number seven, knowing is that, again, use wise principles in discovering the truth. Uh, lesson number eight, there's a need for both wisdom and courage. Listen, the media promotes fear in order to drive ratings. You have, there's a level, you need to be aware. Part of wisdom is awareness. I am aware right now that they are trying to get me worked up and they're trying to get me sucked in and spend all my time on their channel. So you gotta be aware of that. You also need to be aware and wise. The government is always looking for more power and more control. It was crazy to see the state governors once they were given this control, they didn't want to relinquish it. And so understanding wisdom is understanding human nature. You know, this leads to both media and government promoting. Here's what happened. They've constantly promoted propaganda, omissions, lies in order to, to gain more power. And they were willing to twist the truth. And so, again, going back here to wisdom is wisdom is being able to discern the truth. That's a big part of it. How do you discern the truth? I think the one answer is listen to the most virtuous people and think logically for yourself. One way to do this is write it down. Listen to people you know are honest and truthful and they're not, uh, they, they, they don't have a bias for any reason. Like a Dr. Fauci, right? There's so much bias there because he's paid for this. So why would that be the person you listen to versus somebody like a Marty Makery or a you know, another doctor, uh, you know, a Mark Hyman or someone else who's not tied as much to the industry. Uh, it, it just, it, it, part of wisdom is knowing where to get your information from. Who do you listen to? And then also thinking for yourself. You listen to the wisest people. You, you, you drown out the media and all of the screaming and all of that. And then you write down for yourself what you should believe. And you lose your pride and say, you know what? I'm being, I'm going to be willing to say if I'm wrong about something and continue to learn and grow along the way, there's so much wisdom and courage in that approach. That's lesson number eight. Lesson number nine ties right back into this. Be careful who you trust. You know, Dr. Fauci was seen by many, especially on the left, as someone who could be trusted. Here's the reality. He lied under oath about the origins of the virus. We, we saw it in his email. He lied in his emails and he lied under oath constantly of where the lab leak came from on the science about masking, all of these things. Go back and watch the interviews. You'll be blown away. Or if you go and read up and search Dr. Fauci lying under oath in his emails, you'll see the reality there. Here's another important thing to consider. Dr. Fauci is a virologist. He's not a health expert. 
and he didn't understand the effects of lockdowns on social behavior. So if you have a, it's like, okay, if, if you're, you know, if you're working with a, with a carpenter and they see a nail and, and the only thing you have is a hammer, well, of course you're going to bring a hammer to the nail. It's a very similar thing. A virologist, the only thing he knows about, the only thing for the most part is based on, it's his pharmaceutical uh, conventional medical approach. He doesn't understand the side effects of suicide and anxiety and depression and isolation and loneliness and all of those other mental health illness. So the reality is he is not a person who should be making the decision. He's a person saying, hey, listen, I'm a virologist. Here's how the virus works. And here's what we need to be aware of. Somebody with a big picture perspective who has a lot of wisdom, who maybe understands a little bit about the science, but understands more about what creates human flourishing in a society to flourish and actually healthcare. Listen, I personally would trust a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or a Jordan Peterson or an Elon Musk or someone like that who actually does understand a level of medicine, but also the economy, but also psychology and running a government having people like that together make the right make the decisions makes so much more sense rather than a virologist and a you know a puppet a puppet in the oval office i mean that's that's the reality so here's here this is so important remember this principle you become who you surround yourself with and you become like the people you listen to the most and so if you want to be wise you need to listen to the wise and be careful who you trust lesson number 10 there was no accountability and this is a problem. Many people lied and misled during COVID, but there were no accountability. With a lot of people that made these decisions, the really bad decisions that, that made people lose their jobs and caused people to commit suicide and lose their lives. There was no accountability. Most of those people are still in their same positions and they need to be accountable legally via the government and our judicial system, but also to the voters. And knowing next time around, you know, I, I I look at certain people that have been absolutely villainized during that time, and and, and it, it's interesting to say is it is it fair or is this just something that the media has drummed up in terms of is this person actually a terrible person? Now I'm not telling you what to vote or what to think about someone like Donald Trump, but it's interesting to see how villainized. Now listen, he's got obviously you know I think obviously some people would agree there are maybe some. Um, some flaws as there are flaws with anybody, but also, you know, I'm looking right now with something like the border crisis and saying, okay, well, you know, and which by the way, during COVID major issues of, 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 of people coming into the country without having to, uh, you know, be tested if they had COVID versus some people can even leave their own homes. Right. So there are, there are a lot of issues there. My point is, is that these, these, you know, bureaucrats and some of these people, had no accountability whatsoever. There's no repercussions for the mistakes they made. And I think for us, if you're wise, you really should look at that entire situation and be able to see the big picture and say, you know what? I'm going to trust you now in the future, even if I didn't. And I trusted you and you failed me and I'm not going to trust you in the future and move forward in that way. And also hold people accountable by the way you vote. And I also want to say this too. I want to applaud everybody who during COVID, who really spoke out when they, when, they, when they were able to discover the truth. If you were one of those people 
who, you know what you said, this is not morally right. This is not wise what we're doing to our kids and to a lot of people in our community, to our small businesses and entrepreneurs. This isn't fair. This isn't right. And if you were one of those people that spoke up, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate your commitment to truth. I appreciate your wisdom and I appreciate your character and being one of those brave and courageous people who stood up with wisdom and with courage. And it's something I am extremely, extremely grateful for. Now, here are some things I want to mention a few steps moving forward. Number one, we must follow people with integrity in those free thinkers. Those people, again, I've mentioned, of course, I mentioned them multiple times, the Elon Musks, the Jordan Petersons, the Russell Brands. Number two, use principled thinking. Okay. Don't listen to the media as much. Use principles. For instance, I used a principle knowing, okay, we've got a viral virus is coming. I knew a lot of antiviral herbs. I knew zinc and vitamin D and their antiviral properties. I knew the foods to eat. I knew the importance of getting sun and community and connection and hugging other people. I knew the importance of those things, those principles. And even though the media and the opinions and the medical experts were saying something differently, I knew the principles. And so I was able to make the right decision. Number three, look at the big picture. Remember, keep a big picture perspective of not only, hey, we're going to do these things and it's going to reduce the spread of the virus, which they didn't even know this was a guess. But what are the side effects, right? Big picture thinking will help you prevent the side effects and knowing the trade-offs. Number four, do your own research. Don't accept things at face value. Listen to wise people. Write down the principles. Write down your own thoughts and come to your own logical conclusions. And number five, listen, be committed to pursuing the truth, even if it means you're wrong. That's a sign of true character, true integrity, true wisdom is even if you're going to be canceled, speak up and do the right thing no matter what. Hey, I want to say, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know it could be seen as controversial, but my commitment on this show is to bring you the truth every single week. And if you know that more people need to know the truth, hey, do me a favor, share this with somebody. You know, you, you could, uh, you know, click a link and then send them the link to the podcast and say, you've got to listen to this. So think right now, who are between one and five people? Maybe it's a family group chat who need to know this information. Please share it with them. Also, if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure to subscribe. I've got some great information coming out here. Uh, so some, some great new uh, releases on health and wellness, and then also psychology and growth and a number of other things, some great interviews coming up as well. And by the way, if you're not subscribed, you're only going to see a small fraction of the videos I release. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. Also, listen, if you liked this episode, go check out my episode on immunity and how to naturally strengthen your immune system naturally. I know you're going to love this episode just as much or more. Hey, thanks so much for watching, everybody. Mm -hmm.